Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight series, the series that highlights the companies, the people, and the technologies shaping the future of retail. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are the founders of OmniTalk. And now you may have seen the person next to me, Chris here, in a video that we just put out. We heard a few weeks ago about a pilot taking place in our own town in Minneapolis at a Best Buy where they cut the front of their building, the whole- they cut, cut a, a hole, hole on the side of their building, Ann. In the front of the building to install pickup lockers. And we immediately had to go over there and check it out. Um, we were so impressed by this that we had to find out like who was behind it. So today- Yeah, and it said right on the locker when yes. we went there, like right in the video, I'm like shooting this video and it says Luxor One. So I was like, Ann, we got to get Luxor One on the program. <laughs> So we hunted down uh, Luxor One jo- President Josh Middlebrooks, who we have on the show today, because we had to find out more about this. This is the first of its kind that we've seen, certainly. Yeah, definitely, um, 100%. But Josh, welcome to the show today. Thanks for being willing to do this with us um, and making us feel like investigative journalists once again. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, great, great. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm super excited to be here and talk about uh, what we got going on. Yeah. Well, Josh, before we kind of pepper you with questions about the the locker pilot and what's going on with Best Buy, everything that's going on right now, will you tell us a little bit about you and about Luxor One just to set the stage? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Josh Middlebrooks. I'm the president here at, at Luxor One. Uh, before serving in this role, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff on the retail side of the house for, for Luxor One. And, and before that, uh, at the Home Depot, managing their interconnected strategy team uh, for store operations and fulfillment. Uh, and that's actually probably the first time that I heard about what a, a smart locker is and what it does and what it can do. And um, probably also the first time that I got introduced to you guys when you guys were over at Target doing store of the future. I was doing something similar uh, over on the Home Depot side. And yeah, ever since then, I guess I've been... Uh, in love with what lockers could do for, for retail and for uh, the way the world receives goods. So yeah, Luxor One, it's a, it's a smart locker company, um, but really, you know, we, we think of ourselves more as a technology company first and foremost, you know, we're out there. Our mission is to relentlessly improve the world receives goods. Uh, most of those being online orders, right. That come in, in multifamily uh, as online orders shipped to home or, or, Focus orders, right? That you pick up at the store for retail. So, yeah, that that's me. That's that's Luxor One. So you cut your chops at at Home Depot, uh, which yep. is you know, which we're not afraid to say. We've been on record many times saying one of the best omni-channel retailers around. Got a got a love of the the of the pickup locker. That I wanted to hit on that specifically. What is it about the pickup locker that attracted you so much, Josh? So. You know, <laughs> I think the, the first thing is that it's like blending that digital and physical okay. uh, in the store and in the world, right? Like uh, during that time, like everyone was searching for what's the next app, what's the next software thing that needs to happen that's going to take us, you know, from, from here to there. Right. Uh, and in rolls this uh, 12 gauge steel like uh, box. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what what's going on here? That kind of intrigued me first and then you know turn it on and it's got its own interface and app and it's doing you know xyz plugging into the cloud and you're like okay there's there's something there's something happening here right so uh lockers are blending hardware engineering software engineering firmware engineering i mean you you name it it's a 
a lot of magic behind the uh the box there got it so that's what captivated you all right well yeah. all right well let's let's turn to why you're here which is the best by pilot it, as ann said in the opening that you know we shot footage re- footage of recently and it's yeah. It's gotten quite a lot of views on LinkedIn and yes. I, or on YouTube, I should say. So, so what's the backstory there? Tell us about this. So it's cut into the side of the building. The lockers are put into the side of the Best Buy building in Egan as a pilot. You know, what's this all about? We got connected with Best Buy about two years ago. Um, we started talking about their vision for the future of interconnected retail and some of their plans that they had for their stores. And, I, you know, I'm always telling our team internally, you know, we have to be a good dance partner right? Let the retailer lead. What is their vision? And then how can we weave ourselves into it and add some efficiencies? Um, But I think the real reason we got connected was around customer experience. Uh, They were doing a lot of UX and a lot of interviews around customer experience uh, and and how smart lockers might play into that. And we started talking to them about, you know, well, what does it mean for the customer pickup experience with smart lockers? Uh, We've got a ton of data points out there. We're doing you know, five to 10 million Bopus orders a year through smart lockers today with our existing customers. And we showed them a, you know, a 98% customer satisfaction score. Um, and if you've been around, you know, retail for long yeah. enough, that's like, wait, what your, your data is obviously mistaken. Like let's, let's <laughs> rewind a little bit and you're like, no, like here's the, uh, here's the hard data, you know, on, on those pickups, customers are saying they prefer a locker pickup because it matches the same, you know, checkout experience, mm-hmm. uh, fast, easy, done, right? Uh, and so that really, I think, was the the catalyst point to talk more about how we might work together and, and partner with those guys for their uh, for their vision. No, Josh, that makes a lot of sense from uh, the customer's perspective. Best Buy wanting yeah. to create a better user experience for the customers. But I think what is also unique when we saw this in person, mm-hmm. Chris, was, you know, the the operations efficiencies that it's providing yeah. for their employees, too. So, I mean, I'd love to hear from your perspective, like what was Best Buy looking to get out of that from from, you know, fulfilling the customer's needs, but also, you know, making this operational. On the Best Buy side, you know, and I, I won't speak exactly for them, you know, just from the conversations that we're having with a lot of retailers out here, it's, you know, Bopus has been going at a 25 percent growth. Uh, year over year for like the past 10 years. So we have a ton of orders in the back of uh, these stores that need to get into the hands of customers. Uh, we're not so much focused on the actual like picking portion of that uh, online order fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's really on the pickup side. Uh, anytime that you have a pickup of an online order, you got to go wait in line uh, with the rest of the uh, returns and, and and online order pickups and there's always that one person that's got a ton of questions and a ton of, uh, <laughs> you know, issues with what they've got going and you're waiting in line. But from the flip side, right, that's also taking up a associate's time to go answer mm-hmm. all those questions, do all that and, and wade through that line. Um, so we're really optimizing and making the checkout experience extremely efficient, right? Um, you can think about our, our lockers as like a, a, an online order self-checkout machine, right? Mm. So like 10 years ago, everyone invested a bunch uh, into these self-checkouts in like grocery and retail and all of that. It's yeah. really following along with that same trend, right? Yeah. And how many times have you gone to the grocery store and you're like, no way I'm getting in that line. I'm just jumping in self-checkout, bang, bang, and you're out of there, right? Right. The customers come to expect that. Uh, and frankly, right, it paid a huge dividend for retailers because now you have one person who's managing like 
six self-checkout machines. Right. So we're bringing that same efficiency now to online order fulfillment. That's a really good analogy. I've never thought about that before. I love that actually. It's, it's very easy to understand. But so Josh, answer us this, or answers this question for us then, because, you know, and I've said it a few times already and Anne did too in the beginning, you know, that what's unique about this test was that the, that the lockers are cut into the side of the building where traditionally, you know, you've seen most of these installations be in external to the building, be in the vegetables of a building, be inside the building itself. This one's unique in terms of how it's positioned architecturally. And yeah. so I was wondering if you could add, you know, some color on to why that matters too. Cause I, you know, generally speaking, you get all those benefits of like the self-checkout analogy that you're making just regardless of how you set it up, but this is unique. Yep. So what, what, what's, what's the flair there that, 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 that brings to the equation? Yeah. So with the way these are set up, it's basically a two-sided locker with the associates, mm. you know, loading from the back, uh, the customers picking up from the front. So the question is like, if we're all about maximizing efficiency, you could put a locker just outside and making it, you know, a one-way locker where associates load from the front, customers pick up from the front. But you also are losing the efficiency of having to walk outside, do the staging, walk back, all of that. Um, where retail is going now with this micro fulfillment center concept is like, hey, how much of the store can we take and turn into a streamlined, super efficient uh, A to B connection for fulfilling these online orders? And so they were like, hey, guys, we have a crazy idea. We mm -hmm. want to just go ahead and cut the back off and load them directly from the back. Right. Um, it, uh, you know, it raised eyebrows, uh, from a, a hardware engineering standpoint, okay. right. To get started. Yeah. Uh, but we we're like, you know, this is awesome. We're, we're up for the challenge. Like, yeah, yeah, let's definitely do that. Um, so yeah, backloading, uh, right there into the store. It, it's a, it's a, it's a wild concept, uh, but definitely paying dividends, it seems like Those it would. Sides. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like architecturally, like it's the right way for retailers to go with this over the long run. It's just whether or not they're ready to adapt, uh, adapt to it, which yeah. is why we thought Best Buy deserves so many kudos for trying this. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think you look at what Best Buy did during the pandemic, they converted 70% of their stores to just fulfillment centers only. And so while I, I could, I can understand where some eyebrows were raised, probably Josh, when you guys brought this up or when it was brought up, you know, a couple of years ago, but at this point, I think that you're bringing up a good point, Chris, like retailers are thinking differently about what the store footprint is going to look like and how it's going to act. And Josh, I'd love to get your perspective from, you know, start to finish with this project. Um, what do you think that the role of lockers like this Best Buy locker will play in future store formats? I mean, do you, are you hearing from more retailers yeah. that they are interested in doing something like this? Cutting holes in their store is a big thing, but is it paying off? Like, I'd love to hear you just kind of give us your, your opinions on that. Yeah, I mean, I think smart lockers are, are basically a proven technology at this point. Uh, you've got a, a ton of retailers that have already made the capital investment to, to make these part of their online order fulfillment. Uh, I think that's not going anywhere, especially in the current climate. You know, we're, we're recording this at the last like week or so of 2021. Um, we're talking right now about labor shortages, yeah. inflation, uh, Omicron, contactless delivery. Uh, okay, I've got a solution here for you, right? With a smart locker that kind of ticks all of those boxes, right? Um, I, I think it's it's just one of those things that at this point, it's it's not a concept sale. It's, it's proven. We've got data to back it up. 
uh, not just on the customer side, but like you guys were talking about on the um, order fulfillment side with uh, with retailers and the associates. I mean, we, we had a, a Forrester report uh, done a few years back uh, with the Fortune 50 retailer and using our smart lockers. They came back with a 227% ROI. Hmm. That was pre-inflation. And before you had to worry about like, can I staff this next shift? Mm-hmm. Um, so with those efficiencies, I, I think it's, it's here to stay. Um, but where and what else, what are the other use cases it can be done for? I mean, really like what we're talking about is, is an automated pickup, automated fulfillment. Um, but who knows, right? Like that could turn into, there's a lot of third-party delivery companies right now that are running back and forth from these direct fulfillment centers, these micro fulfillment centers to apartments and to your house and to wherever. Um, why not make it as fast and easy for them to get in and out of your store? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we talk about dark stores, right? Like why use a, a, a three minute interaction every time that somebody shows up versus mm-hmm. automated in and out done. I mean, like you said, we, we, we try to be a good dance partner and, and kind of fit into their strategy. So we'll see where retail takes us. Yeah, Josh, I'm curious on that last part. The, the third-party delivery aspect is really interesting to me too. Like, yeah, it makes sense that customers can come and pick things up here, but it totally makes sense for the third-party drivers to come and pick up goods out of them too. And I think as you're describing it, like you'd also say, yeah, it makes sense. We'll start to see more rear-fed type blocker setups that are coordinated with the backroom operations of a retailer. Do you feel, do you feel, what else do you, I, the one thing I'm curious about, do you, do you feel like we'll start to see lockers move more in, well, I say move architecturally or move to additional places architecturally, like say the parking lots or, you know, how, uh, you know, what type, what, where do these things go next? Like to enable quick pickup for customers, maybe to say the customer that, that doesn't want to get out of their car even and go up to the store. Like, you know, how, how yeah. does that start to play into things? Yeah, I think that's a great point, right? I mean, like even during the pandemic, people started talking about um, curbside again. Yeah. And for those folks that have been in the retail, you know, game and in order to film a game for long enough, it's like, oh, we're doing this again. Right. right? <laughs> like, um, right. But, Hello, 1950. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But like even in, uh, you know, when I was at Home Depot, like 10 years ago, we, we tested curbside and it was not a, a labor efficient like use uh, of, of time and resources back then. And now it's like, you know, but but, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out and learn learn that lesson again. I think. Moving further into the parking lot is is probably the next iteration you do. of this. If there's going to be more of a drive-through kind of like format um, as we move further past the store, but I, I think ultimately where it ends up is, you know, in China and Europe and these different places, they've been doing uh, public lockers for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of their their fulfillment channel. You know, Amazon has invested a ton in doing a public locker uh, network for their online orders. Um, I think you'll see a day here in the near future where, you know, retailers are, are leveraging, you know, infrastructure that's out there, uh, hopefully provided by Luxor One, right? Uh, that, uh, uh, that they can use to get closer to the customer because that's what it's all about. Like how close to the customer can you get? And if the customer wants to come to your store, great. If the customer wants to get at their house, great. If they want to pick it up on their way to uh, work, pick up the kids, groceries, whatever, great. You know, so how do you meet them where they're at? Right. I, I think that's important to point out too, Josh, because this 
with this concept, you talked about it in the video, Chris, but it's really enabling a 24 seven store for any retailer and not just right. for the items that you're picking up that you're purchasing from the store. But I mean, even where this can expand and go to with like geek squad and other service related items, like just being able to have some place to drop something off or pick something up to on your own schedule is really important about, you know, what Best Buy is doing. And I think as this continues to evolve, um, Josh, what, what's in the incubation lab now? Like, what are we going to be doing our next video on? Because <laughs> I, that's really what I want to know. Um, I feel like you couldn't give us the inside scoop here. It's you're safe with us. Tell us everything we can possibly find out about and where Josh and where, yes. right, right. Just between you, me and, uh, and your listeners here, um, I, you know, I think we've got some, some stuff that we're going to be showcasing at NRF. We're going to be doing the rear loading okay. locker. Um, we're going to be talking about the labor efficiencies and, and all of that. Um, but part of what's going on in, in the lab is, is, you know, how do we get closer to the customer and some of the hinting okay. around there and, and we'll, we'll have some more uh, uh, spoilers and stuff like that as we get closer to like maybe a CES or, or a, a show like that. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, as far as retail is concerned, it, it's a lot of it is been one way so far. And we're talking about Bopus pickup and, and boss and, you know, Bodfist and all of these other acronyms, right. That start at the store and end up somewhere. Um, but what about the reverse of that? You know, what about returns? Yep. Oh, Does a customer really want to drive all the way to your store to do a return? Do no they way. really want to go online, get a QR code to get a label, to go to their FedEx office, UPS store to go ship back a product, right. Or, you know, talking about meeting the customer where they're at, maybe uh, they'd love to drop off for a turn at a, at a smart locker. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, you know, a quarter mile from them. Right. And the, even the shipping companies too. I mean, these UPS and FedEx like drop stations are not built to house all of our returns either. <laughs> like they don't know what they're doing with them. So at least to have it spread out and to be able to, you know, use technology to determine where packages are throughout the, the city, I think would be advantageous for them as well. But. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think what, what I think is really cool about this conversation, if I kind of like, you know, sit back and think about what you just said there too, Josh and Ann too, but it's kind of like the locker in a way is, is, is almost its own version of a store. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost a branded yeah. version of a store. You know, it's not a store as we typically think about it, but it's a store in form and function mm -hmm. for almost everything else. It, you can acquire goods at it. You can return goods at it. You can do all the things that you would normally do Good interacting with a store. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good things service. Mm -hmm. All the things you normally do in a store, you can do by way of these lockers in a really efficient way. If we think about and break free from the conventions that have kind of held us back. And, you know, you look to Europe where they're a great example of that in terms of trying to think about, you know, how to adapt to that, that type of mentality. But, but that, that's my big takeaway from this is like, we're just, which is why we want to have you on the show, which is you guys are seemingly at ground zero of leading that experimentation of this, this stepwise progression to get to that world that you're describing. And, I think it's quite honestly, I think it's pretty cool. So, well, Josh, so we can, we know people, if they want to see this live and in person, you can go to the Best Buy store in Egan, Minnesota, if you are in <laughs> Minneapolis. Um, although I wouldn't recommend it in the middle of December, oh, January, but um, it sounds like you guys will be at NRF. Is there any other place that people can go to see this or to find out more? Yeah. I mean, you can uh, go to luxor1.com, L-U-X-E-R-O-N-E.com. Um, 
You can see us at NRF booth uh, 211 on the innovation floor. Uh, see you there. And then, you know, you can email me, uh, Josh M at Luxor1.com or sales at Luxor1.com. Love to talk to you more about it. And they will be at booth 211 if you guys are out at NRF. Um, we'll be stopping by there for sure. Come say hi to Josh and the team. Josh Middlebrooks, president at Luxor One. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. We learned so much. Um, and to all our listeners, be careful out there.